0: BLOB TALK
1: RADIO Hi everybody Welcome to Getting on Top I'm your host Paul Morris and uh, we're here Tuesdays uh, from 4 to 4.30pm broadcasting from the southern Hudson Valley region of New York State uh, which is the northern suburbs of New York City which is my own town I'm waiting for my guest, uh, Penny Cohen, to uh, phone in. In the meantime, uh, the topic today is revenge. Is it always sweet? And uh, revenge, according to the Old Testament of the Jewish Bible, which also forms the first 39 books of most Christian Bibles, proclaims an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But what does holding a grudge cost us, both emotionally and psychologically? Is it always worth, is it, always worth it to get back at someone after believing you were wrong? Uh, this afternoon, my uh, guest, Penny Cohen, and I will discuss the origin, meaning, and ramifications of that dish, which many claim is best served cold. Um, if you want to know more about Penny Cullen, you could uh, find out about her. She's a licensed clinical social worker. She has a practice in Westchester County, New York, and you could find out more about her at www.pennycullen.com. She's a little late in dialing in, unfortunately, but uh, until she does, uh, I could start talking about. Uh, I could talk. I start talking about our, uh, our show here. Well, revenge is quite a large topic. I mean, there's so many stories, and um, there's so many uh, books and movies that are, you know, a basis of revenge. It's such a, it's such a basic uh, emotion. Uh, It drives us very powerfully. Uh, So it's something that, you know, it's it's, it's part of everybody's life. I mean, even driving down the street, you could be cut off by someone or someone, you know, just talks to you in a way that may, may not feel right. It may make you a little uncomfortable and you get angry. And uh, it's the basis of road rage. Uh, Even, we'd say wars were started because of it. And uh, give me one second. I need to uh, take a moment. I think my guests may have a problem. got to get in front of the uh Miscommunication, but Penny should be uh, coming on the air any minute. Anyway, <clears throat> revenge is a, is a basis of of our, you know, many of our lives. Uh, you know, it drives us. Some people spend their whole life uh, trying to uh, make up for something uh, real or perceived that happened to them. But the problem is, uh, it costs us. Uh, and these people that spend so much of their time uh, in trying to get back at someone uh, waste a great deal of their of their lives and it, it can take a toll it could take a uh, very strong toll uh, <clears throat> I think my guest has just uh, called in hold on hello Penny
0: Hi, Paul. Sorry, I had
1: trouble getting in. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, you have the right number now. All right, yeah, I was no just hand. saying. Oh, uh, you know, how event Just to bring you up to where I'm at in the discussion in the, in my uh, monologue. Uh, basically, you know, revenge is a part of uh, such a important part of life so many movies and books are based on it some people spend their whole lives trying to get revenge and it you know it, it, they use it as an excuse it dominates their life and uh, it take it could take a great toll on someone because uh, you know emotionally and psychologically because it, uh, it takes a, uh, their time up and it uh, could really uh, you know, direct their life in the wrong direction. As Buddy Hackett said, while you're sitting home nursing uh, your revenge, the other guy's out dancing, you know? Right. Somehow we think it hurts the other person by being angry at them, but it doesn't really. It only hurts us. And, uh, you know, this is a large topic. We could talk about it for hours. You know, it manifests in many ways. Uh, most uh, all our emotional, tra- all our emotional trauma, is is um, is something is the basis of revenge. Something happens to us. We want to get someone back. We got to close the loop. And um, but there are ways to get past it. And then we're going to talk about that, uh, of course. But why don't you, you know, give some opening ideas about it and then we'll see if we could, uh, you know, come, to some, uh, come up with some information that's useful for people for dealing with it.
0: Well, anger and revenge is about trying to hurt rather than heal. And it's holding on to compulsions and addictions which actually puts scars on your own soul and keeps the avenger inside you. That's what people don't realize. Holding on to revenge is holding on to the person. And the goal is to work towards releasing what's going on inside you. Now, what usually revenge is when we're suffering and we don't know what we're really suffering about. So we blame the other person and want them to suffer as much as we are. And so they instill punishment. And and revenge is about making the other person suffer while punishment is about wanting to change or improve the other person's behavior so it doesn't happen again. Now, well, like you said, people okay, think okay. acting re- revengeful will help them feel better. However, that's just the opposite. It doesn't release the anger, although some people say, yes, when I mouthed off at him and told him what was going on for me and how I feel, I felt so much better. However, it's a very temporary release because... Again, it puts stamps on your soul.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It puts marks on your soul, acting well, out of anger and the need to hurt.
1: I mean, okay. that's the
0: thing. It's about the need to hurt. Okay. But
1: let, 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 let's, let's come to an agreement on what we're talking about here. Okay. What I hear you saying is in a larger sense. All right? And and I'm not disagreeing with anything you say at all, but just to bring it down to a more common, you know, a common uh, occurrence. I mean, it, it, you know, it's a real thing. I mean, people are, your feelings you are angry. I mean, wars are started. I
0: mean, like a, a, man, a man leads his real. wife. A man leads What's his with, wife and she holds on to the okay. anger. Okay? Or... Something happens in childhood, and you feel offended, and you hold on to the anger. Okay, and unconsciously, it stops us from moving on. It shields our own shame, and it's the anger is a need to defend ourselves against the shame being revealed. Generally, when we're angry, it's well. I mean, from a, a much bro- broader perspective, I believe all anger is at ourselves.
1: Yeah, but let's simplify I mean, it. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong about, it, but let's bring it down to a you know a common level that people can understand. But, you know, let's let's you know let's be um, uh, practical about it. Okay, something happens to you, whether it's a big thing or a small thing, you know, it may be a minor thing, someone cuts you off, or it says something that annoys you, or it could be a major thing, you know, something happens in your family with your parents or your siblings, you know, and it has a very strong effect on you, and you're angry, and you feel revengeful, but, you know, so, yeah, How, so there, so. Let's talk about the ways we can, you know, either take revenge. That's one way of of, of sorry, closing the loop, so to speak. We, but there are other ways.
0: That,
1: and other I ways call, could be I didn't,
0: I didn't get it, the, Paul, I didn't get what you said at the very beginning. One way is what?
1: One way is taking revenge. And that does close the loop and as People, uh, your patients have said, it feels good, you know, revenge is sweet, blah, 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 you know, and all that. And there's a reason for it uh, psychologically and uh, anthropologically because when someone hurts you, you know, in, in, in a, in a uh, primitive way, you know, that person could be out to get you and to, 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 to settle with them will make you safe. So there's, there's, a reason, there's a primitive reason why we feel that way. But in this society where we live now, you don't just go out and hopefully hurt or kill someone because you're angry at them. You know, we try to be civilized. You could tell them off. That's revenge. You could do something else, you know, to get them back. And Okay, uh, you know, depending on the circumstances. But there are other ways to get over it, Uh, sometimes you don't have an opportunity to get back at them, or maybe it's just not the best course of action. And the other things are, one, forgiveness, especially if it's a parent, especially a parent who's not around anymore, or, uh, you know, just not, you know, making it less important. So, you know, those are the common ways of dealing with it. How do you help your patients deal with those things?
0: Well, I see the need for revenge or anger. People think of it as a way of protecting themselves
1: and yeah. use
0: it as motivation. Okay. okay. That's the way they motivate themselves. Uh, and they have to learn a new way of motivation. Now, you said forgiveness, but I think you're using it in terms of forgiving the other person
1: Yes, and,
0: of course. And I, I, and I see it in a very different way because I I truly believe that we and we alone create, conceive our lives and create most of it.
1: And if we
0: do that, that means the only forgiveness is towards ourselves. And it's forgiving ourselves for either not being able to protect ourselves, forgiving ourselves for uh, whatever we see in another that we're angry about or hold on to an emotional charge means there's something within us that's still unresolved. And if we can figure out what that unresolution is and change it, the other person may still be doing the same thing, but it won't bother us. Or we'll have the strength not to be near that person and not let it happen again. Because I believe anger is an acting out of shame. You might be angry at a father who, who you say abused you. But the reality is you had good feelings when your father tickled you or hugged you. And so on some unconscious level, you feel a sense of shame. But you're blaming your father for still abusing you instead of dealing with your own sense of shame and and feeling it and seeing what belief created the shame. So I always go back to the belief that our beliefs create the way we perceive other people behaving towards us. So I believe that we even create the way other people treat us based on some belief. How
1: do you figure that out? How do you figure way. that out? Well, what well, if somebody just cut it, you off and made you angry and you wanted to? Yeah, you know, it, made, I mean, it, it,
0: it, it Someone cut you off. Right. Someone cut you off on the How plane. is that about shame? You, you give them the finger. You have some sense of shame for reacting that way.
1: Oh, well, well maybe you don't or, give them the finger. I mean, but, I mean right, everything. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying what, you, what you're claiming is not true, although it. It may be a little challenging to figure that out. Uh, You know, you need to give people some kind of formula, you know,
0: how to do that. I do. I do. I actually, I have a protocol of helping people feel what's going on in their bodies. See, most people think their feelings rather than feel them. And that's a major problem because if we don't feel them, we can't heal them. And so I usually ask, where are you feeling this anger? And anger is generally in the shoulders, neck, and head. And a lot of people get neck aches, shoulder aches, generally in that area. And that area On a deeper level, underneath the anger, is shame, grief, even anticipatory grief, or powerlessness. They feel powerless. Change that feeling? Do they have the ability to? Yes, they can if they work Ah. at it. In other words, if you can figure out what. divorce. I was thinking about my childhood and my mother was very, very open and loving and protective. However, she had a very bad temper and lashed out at my father very easily. I continuing that conditioning, if you will, lashed out at my ex-husband. I mean, we, we did a job on each other. But then when I realized that I was following or mimicking her behavior during meditation, I was able to picture her acting out with my father and put an X in front of it and imagine myself doing it a different way. Right. Okay. Well, okay. So that's... That's on the one now a little...
1: Well, i the sorry. Topic. Yeah, let's get... Uh, uh, okay. So let's get back on revenge uh, as the topic here. Um, you know, that sometimes things aren't our fault. Uh, people do things to us for whatever reason. I mean, you know, we're not perfect, but we have a right to be ourselves, and maybe we're not so bad. And maybe the other person just, you know, maybe... They're jealous of us. I mean, there's nothing wrong with feeling comfortable in what you do and, and trying to be your best. Or maybe it's something when you were born that happened and you have no control over other people, you know, uh, treating a, an infant. You can't blame the infant for trying to be happy. And maybe the infant was mistreated. Well, whatever it is, there are times when revenge uh, isn't our fault. I mean, uh, you know, somebody wronging us isn't our fault, and those feelings of revenge are there. We we have to deal with it, and uh, you know, besides saying what did I do, which could be valid, as you said, in many instances, maybe in other cases, uh, aren't. So we have to either get them back, you
0: know, what?
1: Well, or let it go somehow, it. because holding on to it. Is a waste of time and could hurt, uh, could you know, uh, uh, damage us psychologically, you know, even even physically, because psychological problems often, almost always, uh, end up with uh, physical problems or medical problems.
0: See, I I have a little different bent, meaning from a spiritual perspective. We may have been an avenger in a past life, and therefore we come in contact with uh, someone who avenges us or or hurts us. Now we can do some processes to see what happened in past lives. It's a lot of different methods. You can do it through meditation and relaxation. You can do it through muscle testing. You can do it through tapping, where you can get in touch with possible past life behavior and see, what this is showing you today. That's one thing. Another is also ancestral lineage influences, meaning we could be carrying the shame of one of our ancestors and these experiences are just here to show us that we have some shame within us and so I say in any of these cases it still goes back to us as to why other people are treating us that way
1: That's true. I, I can't say it isn't. Uh, but what is wrong with just, in a practical, on a practical level, uh, just well, either forgiving the person or, you know, reframing it and and realizing, you know, in the, in the order of things, it's not that big a deal. Why can't we just let it go like that? I mean, uh, of yeah, if you have access I mean, to I... someone who could help you go through your past life. Nothing wrong with that that's wonderful if you know how to do it. But, you know, most people, you know, either aren't interested in getting that deep about it or just don't, you know, don't want to spend the resources to to get involved with something like that and just want to learn how to let it go by forgiveness or reframing it and thinking it's not that, you know, making it less important. Why isn't that valid? Why can't that be valid as
0: well? It's valid, but most people can't do it until they've released the emotional charge and the belief, or they will still have new situations that perpetuate the anger. Okay. Now, to giving the other
1: person keep what can We're I say? talking about it? a pattern, basically, basically. to deal with the pattern rather than the incident. Am I right?
0: Well, what I was going to say is that most people hold on to the anger. I'm sorry. To forgive another means either letting them off the hook. It means there was something wrong with them. Okay, and it's not such an easy thing to do. Yes, ideally we want to reframe it and say this happened to me. To just say I forgive you doesn't mean you're letting go of the emotional charge. We still have to let go of the emotional charge because otherwise that emotional of charge course. is going to attract more situations to perpetuate anger again. In other words... Oh, I don't... Can I finish Check for it. a minute? In other Check words, it. what what goes on within us Holding on to the anger, it's going to perpetuate more situations to keep the anger well, going. Well, and that's well, where exactly. anger can become a habit.
1: It's not just saying forgive, you have to actually forgive them. You have to let go of the anger. I mean, I, I don't mean it just as words, I mean it as letting go of the emotion. You so, know, how uh, do
0: they let go of the anger? could
1: actually, honestly, Forgiving, you know, completely, emotionally in every way, obviously. Otherwise How?
0: How? how how do you help clients do that?
1: How? By getting them to to you know, they could have a conversation uh, in their mind with the other person, you know, and uh, and they actually It's a back and forth where they imagine what the other person says and they get to a point of understanding the other person's viewpoint and realizing that, you know, they may not have done it, you know, out of malice, but just as you you did because their mother did it or someone else did it. And they can understand that everybody's not perfect, including themselves. And they could uh, forgive them for, you know, for doing something which hurt them. But, you know, the other person was just trying to do their best. And in this case, you know, they, they did something which, which offended them. But they understood and was willing to let it go. And it all always ends, you know, with them accepting and loving the person. with talking about someone who was, you know, like a relative, a parent or someone. or just saying it's okay. I get it, all right, you know, you, you hurt my feelings, but all right, you're human, and I make mistakes too, and, and you know, and willing to let it go, that's how, those are the steps, I mean, I'm probably leaving out a couple, but those are the steps, and, you know, uh, so there are, there is a protocol for that, uh, which I went through, uh, uh, and clinical hypnosis, uh,
0: So we each have a different protocol. That's all we're saying. You do it by blaming. I mean, it sounds like you're doing it by healing ourselves through the other person. And I'm doing it by healing ourselves through ourselves. And that's the difference. I'm not saying one is right or wrong. It's just a different as long process. As they work, and
1: they're valid, you know. I mean, uh, right.
0: I am just saying it's a, it's a different yeah. process because I really yeah. look at what's our part in that. And if we can heal that, we won't do it again in the future. As a matter of fact, we won't attract that type of person in the future. And so, I mean, there are a lot of different ways of helping people deal with anger and the need for revenge. And, you know, I'm not saying one is any better than the other. It's just a different approach. I think, to sum it up a little bit, that's what we're both saying. You have a little different approach than I do. And yeah. it's very interesting.
1: It's a... I didn't I didn't come up with it. I... I... This is a protocol I learned, but it makes sense to me, and it certainly certainly seems valid. Uh, I, now, I, just I Hold on, hold on. Everybody listening, we're going to go off the live feed, but you can listen to the rest of the show on the podcast, and uh, we can go another uh, 10 or 15 minutes beyond.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to uh, be able to go longer, actually. I'm sorry. I'm
1: just, no, that's okay. I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, how, how much time do
0: you have? i five minutes, really. Okay. That's all. Good.
1: We'll wrap it up in five minutes. Okay. So, why yeah, don't we say that? Uh, I think
0: we were starting to wrap it up by saying that we each have a different process. That's all. You.
1: I want to were, bring in another aspect of it. Okay. Because we didn't really uh, talk about it, and I think it, 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 be, it, it, it deserves to be discussed. And that is holding on to how holding on to a grudge can hurt us emotionally and psychologically.
0: Well, I think I did mention it by holding on to anger hurts our soul. And it actually um, keeps us stuck. It keeps us stuck from moving forward.
1: Mm -hmm. But there are people who make a life of being victims and it fuels their victimhood and it's not very healthy emotionally or, you know, uh, in any way for them to do that. It's something that... Well, people, that, you know, could...
0: that's, where, that's where the process that I use, people see how they may have created it. And if they want to remain a victim... They're not going to be able to be helped. Right. That's the other side of it. Some people cannot be helped. Some people like being the victim. Yes. Everything happens to me. I meet the, you know, my father abused me. So all the men in my life have abused me. And my husband abuses me. And my children abuse me. That's the victim. And then you get mad at all the men in your life your children, your husband, and that anger is perpetuated in every other relationship you have until you learn how to take responsibility. Deal with the shame. Deal with what you may have done to be in this situation to begin with. And there are other things, too. It's the difference between victimhood or taking responsibility. And that's why I prefer to help people see their role in it. their thoughts, their feelings, questions that they ask. I mean, such as uh, people will say, why do I always track the wrong man? Okay? Just asking that question is putting the phrase I attract the wrong man out to the universe. So, what's going to be reflected back? You're going to keep attracting wrong men. So, it's more than just our thoughts and our beliefs, it's the questions we ask, it's the commands we make, it's decisions we make. <laughs> We have to help people get to see what their thoughts, feelings, questions, commands, decisions were and reframe them. And that's right. taking responsibility so that you're no longer a victim.
1: Right. And and also, holding on to revenge just keeps us from moving forward. And some people like that because they want an excuse for not doing anything. And... but. You know, if that's the case, that's the case. I think it's important for people to be honest with themselves and realize that you know they're doing that. And also, people collect hurts and wrongs so they could they could validate their reason for being doing something they know they shouldn't do uh, because they you know they've been wronged enough and they you know they've collected enough of these wrongs to uh, to do something that. You know, they shouldn't do, and they know they shouldn't do, but they, they justify it by doing that. In any case, it gets in our way of, in life, and if you want to move ahead and you want to have a life and you want to be happy, you got to let this, you know, you have to find a way to uh, to get past it. And one way would be to, uh, to talk to Penny Cohen at pennycohen.com and... Uh, you want to give out your phone number, Penny? Sure, condition?
0: 914
1: 764 Okay. Well, thank you, Penny, and thanks everyone for listening. Sorry for that little... Uh, little yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sorry
0: for not getting in there. the beginning.
1: Missed communication, but uh, we'll, we'll be better next time. Promise. Thank you, Penny, for... Uh, participating, thanks everyone for listening and if you want to find out more about me, Paul Morris you can go to depressivesanonymous.org or .com or you can call me at 845-425-6389 I have my home office in Rockland County, New York thanks for listening
0: thanks Penny, be well we'll talk soon bye now